this was a mistake. Bad decisions all around. Uh, yeah, basically. All right, rolling. What's going on, folks? Your guy, Tommy Gann, TG here for Ice Cold Sports, America Sports Show. Uh, good to be back with you on this, I'd say, kind of dreary afternoon here in Florida. Uh, as you might tell by the fact that there's no one else on this podcast, uh, I'm going solo bolo today. No Zach Lyons, no Henry Hank Collins, no, and no nobody. We're just going solo. We're just doing it. We're just going off the cuff, you know, just right on the razor's edge. Classic stuff. Classic stuff. It's been a while, so I just thought, you know, the people deserve a little, uh, a little talky, 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 you know. So that's where we are. Uh, as you probably are very well aware, Final Four now set. Florida Atlantic University going to be taking on San Diego State, and Miami will be taking on UConn. Uh, I mean, considering last year was literally, we literally had Blue Blood City going on. North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Villanova. I mean, the bluest of the Blue Bloods. As true and blue as you can ever get it. And I, I think this is good for college basketball. You have these four uh, uh, teams that have never been to the Final Four. Two of them are not even in major conferences. FAU, uh, probably the underdog of the tournament. They went 30-3 and in the regular season, which is a wild stack. You know, but overall, I mean, it, it's, it's still a pretty far, you know, climb up. They were nine seeds. It's been the first time since, I think, VCU. When they made the tournament, when they made the Final Four, like the lowest seed to make it here, I think it's the first non-power conference team to make the, or if they if they make, well, actually, so if either them or San Diego State make it, which one of them will because they're playing, it's going to be the first time that a non-power five or power six, sorry, college basketball team will make the championship game since uh, Butler. And uh, good old Brad Stevens back in the day. So that should be exciting. I mean, March Madness really is just the best. I love March Madness. You better love March Madness as well. Because it is, it really is the best time of the year of sports. It's just spectacular. It's awesome. Even though people are complaining and moaning, Oh, college basketball, college basketball. It's not as good anymore. Wah, 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 Whatever. What, what, whatever. We had some incredible upsets. Since the last time I talked to you, we literally had, the, for the second time ever, we had a 16 seed beat a 1 seed uh, with Perdont taking an L against Fairleigh Dickinson. That was crazy, especially considering the fact Fairleigh Dickinson shouldn't even been in the tournament because Merrimack, who won their conference, uh, was... Uh, disallowed from the tournament because they're still in the transition period between Division One, for Division Two and Division One, which is a really dumb rule. That uh, there's some, there's a couple of like stability issues that the NCAA is worried about. It's it really, it's just kind of a convoluted thing the NCAA put in there, you know, to sprinkle a little, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Not the point. Point is, 
pretty incredible tournament so far. I've had a good time. I hope you have as well. Uh, and a lot of attention has gone uh, on, what was it, the San Diego State-Creighton game. Uh, and that call at the very end of the game where uh, they called a foul because he held on to him right when he was putting up the shot. He missed the shot anyway, but there was like one second left. Listen, it's not the same as the Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why. At the end of the Super Bowl, it was one of those things where you got to let the players decide on the field. And it was such a weak call during the Super Bowl that it made no it didn't make much sense to, to call it. And it cheapened what we got at the end. That's just the truth. It's just, you know, that's what my eyes saw. And you could say, well, it was still a foul. Well, yeah, you can call a foul like that almost any play. It was so weak in it. And also, the ball is probably uncatchable at the end zone. People forget. People don't like talking about that either. Point is, you can make direct comparisons to that. But I don't think it works because it was a foul in that circumstance. Uh, he didn't need to be clearly change the trajectory of how he was putting up the shot by how he was putting his hand on him. And if he hadn't done that, maybe he makes the shot. It wasn't the same in that Super Bowl thing where they probably don't make the catch anyway if uh, even if uh, he doesn't you know make that move. It's a much less physical type of game. It makes more sense. And there was time left on the clock. The weirdest thing about the end of that game, though, was they throw it down to the other end of the court. Uh, there's like a, a a little kerfuffle between San Diego State player and the Creighton player. You know, who who did it go out on? You know, the the, the replay showed that it it hit the the uh, the grounds with about zero point three seconds left on the clock. And the question in everyone's minds was, well, who's going to get possession? And then after. Uh, Reviewing it, they just said they just waved their arms like it looked like the safe call in uh, baseball, but it was like you know, and the game was over apparently, which didn't make sense. Like if you want to say it was out on Creighton, so it was San Diego State ball, that makes sense, but you still have to have them throw it in. There's still time left on the clock. Like you don't like listen. I get it. Like the odds that. It, that Creighton could somehow turn that into points in that 0.3 seconds when they don't even have possession of the ball is infinitesimally low. But, I mean, there's still time. You still have to put have put the ball back out there. I don't know how that's possible. That you can just, like, say, it's over. It's done. Hasta luego. Be away with it. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if I were... If I were on Creighton, and I tweeted this, I would be, if you've ever seen the movie Trading Places, very funny movie, you should watch it. But at the very end, one of the Duke brothers, when the Duke brothers get, you know, scammed and the, 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 it's all over with, and they the, the, the day's trading is over, he, he's like, uh, uh, Get those brokers back in here! Turn the machines back on! Turn the machines back on! Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would be if I were a Creighton fan. If I were a Creighton player, I'd say there's 0.3 seconds left. Put everyone back out on the court and put the ball back into play. Let's go. Let's get it going. Come on. 
but that didn't happen. I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's how it should have gone. But whatever. It doesn't really... It wouldn't have changed anything, I guess. But that's just one of those little things that I just I just look at and I'm like... Ah, it just... It just it would get to me hard. That's all. That's all. Uh, in news that broke just today, uh, apparently two different ownership groups have met Dan Snyder's uh, well, the estimation for the Washington Commanders. Uh, their their estimation was put at six billion dollars, and two different groups have already reached that total, like two different investment groups. And apparently, I think it was Adam Schefter that said that they think that by the draft they'll have a a, a, a sale in place for the 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 for Washington. And I mean, all right. I mean, listen, this is a great day if you're a Washington fan. You know, if it, 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 the team formerly known as the Redskins. I mean, listen, I don't really. It's tough because we've just been kind of, you know, uh, uh, dragged along this whole Dan Snyder journey for the last, like, decade. It's been a long time. It's been a really long time. We've been, you know, and I get it. It's been gone on longer than that, I know. But I feel like it's really picked up steam as the decade has gone along. And obviously there's all these different investigations going on against him. And I, I, I get that. Apparently Magic Johnson is in one of those ownership groups, which... I suppose makes sense. And then a Canadian is like the front runner in the other one. I don't know how that works. Uh, apparently the, the Canadians are going to want to own NFL franchises now. What's next? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty, it's, it's $6 billion. People, some people were scoffing saying, how, how are they worth $6 billion? That's crazy. That's an insane amount of money. First of all, no, it's not. If you know anything about NFL evaluations and how the market works, six billion dollars—that's that makes sense. Like that's that's almost even for a, a a bottom of a franchise like Washington, it's almost like just buying you know it's a a, a buying the the golden ticket to get into the to the game, you know, because the the NFL is you know the the big time when it comes to professional sports ownership. Uh, so it makes sense that six billion dollars would be that total that you would end up having to pay. It's a lot of money, but it's 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 just how the market works in this scenario. Same thing went for was the Suns were, were valued at five billion dollars. I mean, the NFL is such a massive, the NBA is such a massive enterprise that five billion dollars makes sense because even though Phoenix might be not be the the, the most attractive franchise, although they you know, contender, they were just in the finals a couple years ago. $5 billion is a ticket into the game. I mean, it's a massive media enterprise. It's it's a huge money, massive money maker. And that's another thing not being talked about. People say, well, it's Dan Snyder got, you know, he, he got what was coming to him. Yeah, no. Dan Snyder is probably not going to be charged with anything in the end of the day. I mean, you could say whatever about all the accusations made against him, which I, I'm not here to defend Dan Snyder by any uh, means any way any shape any form uh, but he's well he bought the I read today he bought the franchise for 800 million dollars back in like the late 90s and now he's gonna sell it for six billion dollars a five billion dollar uh, return on investment I mean you know also if you're another NFL owner like a 
moderately well-working franchise. you got to be put, seeing dollar signs in your eyes even more. Because if Washington is worth $6 billion, how much are the Cowboys worth? they got to be worth like $9 billion. And that's not even an exaggeration. That might be an undervaluation on my part. So that's crazy. Uh, what else? Honestly, a lot of stuff has gone on since the last time I podcasted, but it's been so long that it's just it it everything kind of just blends together in my in my brain. Uh, new high school sports logo. You should check that out on our social medias at ice cold sprts, and then visit icegoldsports.com as well. And then my socials at Tommy S. Gayen. That's G A H A N. I'm 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 trying to really get into some more different content. Trying to really open up, make it more loosey goosey with this podcast. I don't want this to be well. This is the let's let's all talk about stats and give our you know this isn't ESPN here, guys. All right, we're not we're not on the on the worldwide leader of sports talking uh, uh, talking about you know. What the new salary cap rules mean for? No, this is an off the cuff, you know. Let's get rocking and rolling type of show, and we need to to really kick it into high gear when it comes to that. We just kind of just go down the very method. We don't get we get a little too methodical. We get a little too much of the. This is like a, 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 a this is like NBC nightly news with Brian Williams, except we're not lying about helicopter crashes or whatever he lied about like 10 years ago. I still can't remember. Is he working? Uh, comment below uh, on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on both, by the way, and rate five stars and like and do all that all that crap uh, if he is. I'm looking forward to this. This is exciting. This is good stuff. Uh, and was this all gibberish? Was this all worth it in the end? Maybe not, but who knows? Uh, coming up on future episodes, we're going to be talking about baseball. Before I log off, I do want to talk about baseball for a second. So, World Baseball Classic. Uh, you might have watched it. You might have not watched it. You might, Some of you out there might be saying, what in the good graciousness is the World Baseball Classic? Imagine the World Cup, but for baseball. Essentially, that's the idea of the World Baseball Classic. And a lot of you out there probably do know what it is. Uh Everyone's getting into like hysterics over player injuries. KFC, Kevin Clancy from Barstool. Uh, 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 he's a big Mets fan. Their closer uh, got injured during the World Baseball Classic. And then he went on a tirade on Twitter. Like a multi-day, even to this, feels like it's just it was a prolonged tirade. And then him backing up everything he said and yada, yada, yada. Uh thing about about how don't send your players to to the World Baseball Classic because they could get hurt and yada yada and you know all that stuff. I mean Edwin Diaz, who you might remember as the Trumpets guy uh from last season, he he got injured and people, you know, getting all all, all up in hysterics about it and about how it could have been prevented. First of all, if you actually understand how it happened, they won the game and they were celebrating. It didn't even seem like they were going that insane with how they were celebrating. And he got injured. He, 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 was, he tore his patella tendon. And that sucks. It really sucks. 
But at the same time, it's a freak accident. It's a freak injury. The odds are his body was already conditioned to have that happen before this. I mean, there's a good chance it would have happened anyway. So, like, getting all... It's not like he was put into, like, some extra amount of danger that caused all this. So, first of all, that needs to be put out there. Second of all, when people try to point this out to him, try to, to give him... This is one of the pitfalls of Twitter is that people get so dug in on their opinions that they, they can't really uh, take two steps back and look at it and say, ah, maybe I wasn't right. Maybe I wasn't all the way right about this. I'm going to go back and revise and say, hey, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I overreacted. Like, there is a difference between being a coward and, like, kowtowing to what everyone else says and like taking a step back and saying, okay, maybe I was wrong a little bit. Maybe I do need to adjust my way of thinking. Maybe that's just needs to, just how it has to be. Uh, he didn't do that. In my own life, I, I think I need to do that more. I mean, I feel like I say a lot of things off the cuff on this podcast. It's been all off the cuff. And you may not agree with everything I have said on this podcast. But if I said anything truly wrong or just incorrect, I hope I could look at it objectively and say, you know what? I got it wrong. I was wrong. Uh, But instead, you know, Kevin kept pushing and pushing and pushing, saying how nobody cares about the World Baseball Classic. And a little bit of it is is correct. I mean, people don't care that much about it. And when a couple players, people came out and said, and compared it to like the World Series and stuff, that was ridiculous. The World Series is a completely different, that's the highest form of baseball that you can get uh and then you know uh, so that was dumb but at the same time people seem to care i mean people across the world seem to care and even people in the united states i saw a lot of attention going through twitter and stuff like that and that leads into one more thing about the world baseball classic so if you watch it the last at bat was between shohei otani and mike trout of the angels and Two of the best players in baseball. One and two, you could argue, Otani and Trout. Uh, Otani, obviously a generational talent. The first guy in like a century to be doing the full-time pitcher and full-time hitter thing, which is bonkers, crazy kind of stuff. Uh, At least from how we've been taught how baseball should go, which probably should be readjusted. Uh, But they had that final at bat and Trout struck out. And it was a it was a great whole thing, but it it shined a light on the fact that both of those guys are teammates on the same team, the Los Angeles Angels. And you think if you have the two best players in the game, you'd be a contender. At the very least, you'd be like making like the last seed in the playoffs pretty consistently. Uh, ain't happening. The Angels are down in the dumps, down down in the real dumps, and. If you're an Angels fan, that's got to be tough. That's got to be tough. I mean, it's nice having those guys. You can you can say, you know, we have Trout and Otani, our guys, but they you have those two incredible players, and you can't even go anywhere. I mean, there needs to be some major changes in everything you do. I've said for a long time that the the, 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 the Angels needed to trade Mike Trout, and they probably also need to trade Otani, to be honest here, because Otani's contract is done at the end of this year. I wouldn't be a thousand percent surprised if you saw 
Otani traded at the deadline because the odds are the Angels aren't going to be too spectacular this year. Sorry, Angels fans. And you probably want to get something for him because it looks all the signs point to him probably being gone. It's just how it is. Um, so, I, I, if I'm going to shout out to Angels fans, I mean, you have two incredible players, but you can't go anywhere with them. That's kind of a nightmare. It's kind of what the Blazers, it feels like, is going on with Lillard. I've heard, you know, this could be the end for the Blazers and Lillard, which part of me thinks maybe not so because I feel like he would have been gone already. You know, if he was going to go, I think he'd be gone already. You know, so I don't know. Speaking of players, and I know we're we're still going here, and I basically alluded to being the end like five, ten minutes ago, but just bear with me. Uh, Lamar Jackson yesterday came out and said, I'm, I asked for a trade. They're not giving me my demands. I want out of here. Uh, as you probably know, but maybe don't know, uh, Lamar Jackson uh, got put on, what was it, the non-exclusive? Uh, he was non-exclusively uh, franchise tagged, which means that another team can come in over the franchise tag of was a $32 million and put in another free agent thing and then take him away. But no teams will do that. And some people are yelling collusion, which I don't know. That's possible. I think there's a decent chance that other people are saying, well, it's all because of guaranteed money type things and Deshaun Watson uh, getting all this guaranteed money and teams wanting to reset the the market and Lamar Jackson getting caught at the wrong place at the wrong time when it comes to contract negotiations. Uh, but it's still crazy. I was saying the other day to friends, I think this might be the end of the Lamar Jackson era in Baltimore because he's t- this is like him coming out and saying, I want out, like in this public of a way, seems like a, a, a direct shot across the bow to where he wants someone, anyone to offer him money, cash money to be their quarterback. And if I were, I mean, honestly, I get that, you know, the NFL is kind of a boys club when it comes to this stuff, but I, I if I were any of these teams, uh, the quarterback position is so fragile in football. It's so tough to get a quarterback, and so many of them don't pan out. That's crazy to me that someone doesn't do something to get this guy on their team, you know? And he... he Requested a trade specifically, even though a team could sign him, I think to out of even more, put even more pressure on the Ravens and out of a sign of teams don't seem to be willing to uh, pay him that free agency money, which is kind of crazy in and of itself. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like the market should be a lot hotter for this guy, but it hasn't been, but it should be. Is it possible that if you rewind, rewound this a couple years or fast-forward this a couple years, he this would be going a lot quicker? Maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, the Aaron Rodgers thing is going on. Aaron Rodgers says he's heading out of Green Bay. Very excited about that, by the way, as a Bears fan. But And they still don't have the trade done between the Packers and the Jets, even though it's been considered basically a done deal that he's going to go to the Jets eventually. Uh, but if that market is going so slow... 
I guess it can't be too much of a surprise that this market's going so slow. But who knows? Maybe soon enough things will be worked out in Baltimore, but I think the odds are it won't be. Take that as you may. Any case, folks, like I said, please subscribe. Ice Cold Sports, Ice Cold SPRTS on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Tommy S. Gangian on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, anything else? Nah, I guess not. Thank you all for watching. Uh, my name is Tommy Gann, and this has been Ice. I'm trying to do the hand symbols of what Ice Cold Sports would be, but I'm just going to give up that right now. Ice Cold Sports, see you guys.